Are you feeling stuck, lost, tired, or uninspired? We've all been there, including myself. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that the best, unapologetic, and limitless version of yourself is yet to come. The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. This episode is brought to you by Sherpa Way Marketing. Are you a business looking to gain greater visibility online through search engine optimized content? Maybe you need effective ad campaigns to kickstart or bolster traffic to your website. Sherpa Way Marketing has seasoned experts that are bilingual in English and Spanish. Let them take the guesswork away and enhance your brand positioning with their comprehensive marketing services. Go to SherpaWayMarketing.com. That's S-H-E-R-P-A-W-A-Y marketing.com to schedule your free 45-minute consultation today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm your host, Des, and I have a special guest with me today, Kevin Pal- Palmieri. Do I say your name mm-hmm, right? Very well. You have, you have one of those fancy last names that it just sounds, you know, like... Palmieri, like it could be a fine wine or something like that. I don't know if you've gotten that before. <laughs> I never but, have. Know, I never have. But thank you. I appreciate it. It's like a, that's a, totally a compliment. But you know, I'm I'm excited because I actually um, episode sixty four of my podcast. Um, I interviewed Kevin's business partner and great friend Alan Lazaros. He he did a great episode on fulfilling your maximum potential. Um, and you know, today we're we're in that same space of self-development. So Kevin is the CFO for Next Level University. Um, His partner is Alan, like I mentioned, who's also a rock star. And Kevin happens to also know the land of podcasting really, really well because he is the host of the Next Level University podcast, which I highly encourage. If you haven't already, if you didn't pay attention episodes ago when we talked about this with Alan, is to to listen to it because these these guys have they are experts in this field. They, and I say hundreds of episodes, 120 countries and counting, um, just all over the globe, people are listening to the self-development work that they're doing. Um, it's brilliant and we'll, we'll dive into it. But what I was so attracted to when I learned about Kevin is his story. So I'm going to let him obviously tell his story, but some of the things that stood out to me in particular was that you had such an awesome life in your 20s and and all of the things that many people aspire to achieve you know um a great partner uh you're you're in good health you know feeling kind of like looking good i mean all of us are like trying to work on our health and our fitness you know you had success you had the car you you on on paper mm-hmm. at a young age you had the things that any of us would would strive for and say one day these are the things that i want to have yet despite having those things you also had depression and you had anxiety and you even had suicidal thoughts which i you know i i want people to to really pay attention and listen that this is the kind of stuff that we we go through you know, it's it's not like the things we have that create the happiness. There's in these internal struggles that we can face. And it is a lot of work to to decide to wake up and say, I would like to commit to doing something about this. And Kevin did. You know, you you did wake up, even though there were probably days where you didn't want want to wake up, mm-hmm. um, to face that. To, to face that journey. And since then, since you had a rock bottom experience, you have both learned new things and have had to unlearn certain things. And mm-hmm. I would love to be able to explore that today with you. But um, Kevin, just thank you for being here. 
because there are about a thousand other things that you could be doing with your time right now. So thank you for, for taking this time to be with me and to talk about to talk about your story. Of course. First of all, thank you for the wonderful intro. I appreciate that so very much. I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate your time as well. I think that getting the opportunity to have deep conversations about deep things that really matter and going through someone's story and going through their experiences and their pains. I think that it's one of the best things about podcasting. And you and I were talking behind the scenes about how much we love podcasting. So I am excited to get into it. I'm an open book. I am willing to go anywhere and everywhere. If it'll add value to your listeners, I am, I am interested in talking about it. So. Oh, that's amazing. But I, I would love to, I would love to go back. So I, I want to go back in time because before you were CFO and podcast host and, you know, on stages talking to people about self-improvement, you were doing a lot of your own self-improvement. Mm. What, what was that time for you like in your 20s where you were grappling, having things that you wanted, but inside feeling maybe that you didn't have everything that you wanted? Yeah. It, uh, my story really starts with the understanding that I was raised by women. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I did not meet my father until I was 27 years old. And growing up, we never had a lot of money. And that has become a through line of my life and my experience in life. So everybody in my circle, they decided after high school, they were going to jet off to college and nobody in my family went to college. So that didn't even seem like an opportunity or an option for me. So I stayed back and I was working at a gas station. I was the gas station townie guy who stayed back after high school and pumped gas. Nothing against that. That is just my experience. And it was difficult because all my friends were out partying and meeting people and quite literally looking like they were living the dream. And here I am waking up, going to work six days a week. And it was just, it was very challenging. And after that, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I went from pumping gas to cleaning hospital floors, bathrooms, toilets, rooms. I was a personal trainer. I was a truck driver. I was a forklift operator. I was many different things, but eventually I got this opportunity, Des, that really changed a lot for me where I went to this trade school for two weeks and it was to learn this craft called weatherization. So it's just making buildings and um, schools and banks and any building more energy efficient. You know, so I go to this class and I said, ah, we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to come of it. I pass the class. We get to the end and it's the last day. And the wonderful woman who brought me to that class said, Kev, we're going to connect you with the best company here. And I said, of course, I'm sure you probably say that's everybody. And she said, it's a really good opportunity. The only downside is you have to travel. And I said, I'm not interested in traveling. I'm a homebody. I do not want to do it. And she said, well, just think about it because you'll make anywhere from 50 to $100 an hour. And I said, now that's something there. That's interesting. I'm going to give this a shot. And I ended up giving it a shot. And I met my boss one time. Then we ended up driving eight hours from Massachusetts to Delaware. I lived in a house with seven other people I had never met. And then I proceeded to do a job that I had never done before. But I remember when I got my first paycheck, my boss told me, he said, Kev, the only downside of starting is you're going to make $10 an hour less than everybody else. And I was like, oh, what am I going to make like $10 an hour here? And I got my paycheck and it was $50 an hour. So the first time I ever made money there, it was $50 an hour. And I was just super excited about that because I was making a lot of money. So fast forward three years, I'm pretty well established at this company. And like you said, Des, to your point, by all outside standards, I am living the dream. I have a high paying job. I have a sports car. I have a, a girlfriend who is quite literally a model. I'm in the best shape of my life because I just did a bodybuilding show and I have a nice new apartment and everything seems amazing. But inside, I was actually pretty miserable. I was super insecure. I was super self-conscious. I had no confidence. I had low self-esteem. And one day my girlfriend comes to me. And again, we're living on the East Coast at this time. She said, Kev, I really want to go to California and chase my dreams. We should do it. And I said, no. And here's a list of 50 reasons why you shouldn't do it because you're going to fail, you're going to be broke, all of these things that now I am quite literally the opposite of. And my girlfriend ended up leaving me a few weeks later. And when she left me, Des, I had to look in the mirror, the proverbial mirror and say, who are you as a man? Are you capable of love? Why are you so insecure? Why are you not brave? And that was my initial rock bottom moment. My girlfriend and I had just moved in together two or three months before. 
So now I have this place by myself. Work has been slow. So now I'm really challenging myself to figure out like what's going on with you. Like, let's do a little exploration of yourself. So I started my self-improvement journey with positive affirmations, as many people do. I said, I am handsome, I'm talented, I'm worthy. And this year, and here you go, Des, this year, I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life because I think if I make more money, I will be happier. And the next year starts, I get a promotion to the foreman of this company. And as a foreman, you are on the job from the day it starts to the day it finishes. So I was on a lot of jobs. And that year I worked in, again, I was living in New Hampshire on the East coast. I worked in New Jersey. I worked in Virginia. I worked in New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island. I was always on the road. I was always on the road. And we get to the end of that year. I had been on the road for 10 out of the 12 months, but that was my main goal. That was my focus. That was my intention. And I'm standing at my kitchen table with my last pay stub in my hands. My girlfriend took the chairs. Uh, so I was just standing there. I never got new chairs because I was never home. And I slide open my final pay stub and I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. Same thing happened as before. I realized, damn, I put all of my internal happiness and fulfillment into external results. I did it again. And almost in that moment, as I stopped caring about my job and I stopped caring about the money and I needed to find something else. And I realized that in that moment, most of my life was lived by accident unconsciously. I thought to myself, what's the opposite of unconscious? It's hyperconscious. I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast, which is now what we are today, but it started out as the Hyperconscious Podcast. Now, you're a podcaster, Des, you know how difficult it is to lock down interviews and Wi-Fi and post things. It was very, very challenging for me to podcast, which was my new passion, and do this thing that made me all this money. And it was, it, it changed very quickly. I started calling out of work. I would show up late. I would leave the job site early. I wasn't double checking my work. I wasn't double checking the people who are working under me. I just didn't care. And I would have to be in New Jersey at 7 a.m. I lived six hours away. So on Sunday night, I would go to bed at like nine. I would sleep until midnight. I would get up and drive straight to the job site. And then I'd work an eight hour day because I just wanted another night in my bed. I could not be on the road anymore. And it just kept getting worse and worse. And I knew my time was coming. I just, I knew I couldn't do it anymore, but the podcast really wasn't doing anything. And this was the moment that changed my life forever because it changed the direction of everything I was doing. It was probably 5.15 in the morning and my alarm clock went off and I slid to the edge of the bed and I was lacing up my work boots and I just didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it. It was one of those days where it was just super challenging. And the best way to explain it, Des, is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time and every single one was on a different channel. And one was saying, you're stuck here forever. One was saying, you never make $100 an hour again. You'll never make $100,000 again. What will your friends think? And what will your family think? And in that moment, I genuinely felt like if I took my life, I would take my problems with me. And that is just a painful, difficult place to be, especially so far away from anybody who loves you. Luckily, I had Alan in my corner. Shout out to Alan. And I texted Alan. I think I Snapchatted Alan. And I said, hey, man, I'm really going through it. I don't know what to do. I don't know why I'm having these thoughts. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm confused. And he said, well, Kev, so much has changed for you over the last couple of years, but your environment hasn't changed. Your routine hasn't changed. Your opportunities haven't changed. I think it's time to make a change. And three or four months later, I left that job and I went full time into what we're doing today. And then that's where many people's stories end. The next three years of my life were the most difficult three years I've ever had. Being broke, um, maxing out credit cards to stay to stay afloat. And just, it was the most challenging thing I've ever done in my entire life, building a business. And that's coming from somebody who has debated suicide several times. So this this journey has been one of the most humbling experiences I've ever had. But now here we are, and I'm very grateful I took the leap when I did. Taking a leap of faith. Mm. My gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's the thing, right? We don't know everything that lies ahead every time we make a big pivot, a shift, especially leaving a job. It's your livelihood. It's, the, it's how you pay the bills. Mm. And I think that's why anybody listening can relate to that 
feeling or that crossroads rather that you're at when you're going, but I could stay, I can make the money, I can almost like settle, mm. you know, yeah. I'm not exactly feeling great, but what, what else could I do? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like everyone knows what it's like to, to be at a crossroads like that. I, we call it the pain pleasure pendulum. And if you don't know what a pendulum is, just imagine like an old school clock that, that just swings back and forth. When you go all the way to hell no, and your pendulum swings all the way to hell no, and it dings, ding, 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 mm -hmm. I think you're more willing to take a risk to find hell yes. And yeah. I always use the analogy of if you go into the office, if you work at an office um, on Monday, and it's the worst day ever, if you don't make a decision on Monday, Tuesday, it's a little bit better. Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Thursday is almost Friday. Friday's Friday and Saturday's the weekend. And then come the next Monday, you've kind of lost the necessity to make a big change. I believe that your the level of necessity you have in your life is directly correlated to the level of courage you'll take when it comes to your decision making. Because if you don't have a big enough reason to take a big risk, it's just not logical or emotionally smart to do it. But if there's a lot of pain associated, it's it's easier to to take a leap because when you're at hell no, where do you go? Yeah. Where do you go? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and action is the thing that we, we have to be more deliberate about there, there tomorrow isn't a promise. You know, we, we only have right now. Mm. We only have right now. Okay. So you, you made that leap. You, you, you went <laughs> into the, the, waters of uncharted territory of starting a business, what were some of those ups and downs that you faced when you were doing that part of your, like that chapter? Yeah, I, the initial part of it was like super cool. I was like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur now. This is awesome. And I like didn't do anything. I didn't work. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. It was Alan and I just trying to kind of figure it out as we went. In the very beginning, the hardest thing I think for me was the fact that I had to reallocate time with friends. When you start a business, I think oftentimes people assume, well, you're, you're your own boss. You can go to lunch. We can hang out. We can do this. And it was creating the discipline necessary to make sure that I was making moves in the business and not just in my life. And I think that's challenging because we all go to work more often than not because we're afraid of getting in trouble. Now, if you love your job, I love that. And I'm, I'm happy for you. But many of us, if we didn't have a boss, it would go right off the rails, myself, <laughs> myself included, right? And I think that that's one of the difficult challenges is when you look on social media, being an entrepreneur looks really sexy and it looks really fun. And there's people at events and crowds. Your journey is going to start in a much quieter place than that with much less results. And it's going to be much darker. So that was part of it for me was building in the discipline, saying no to things that were outside of alignment. And then the other thing too is rebuilding or unlearning, as you mentioned, unlearning my feelings towards sales, towards money, towards business. I did not like sales. I did not like getting people to pay me for things. That was always very weird for me. So I had to unlearn a lot of that in order to grow the business. That's Those are probably two of the biggest things. Yeah. And then I would say the third one, is and this is relevant to anybody figuring out who you're trying to serve we we spent so much time having conversations with podcast listeners just jumping on the phone for a half hour and just saying hey let's talk about you what's what's going on what's your relationship like and that really helped us figure out okay we're listened to by women never would have guessed that right i'm a tattooed bodybuilder alan's a bodybuilder never would have guessed that doesn't make any sense but yeah. now we know who our demographic is now we can cater our episodes to what's going to help them the most and that's been a really, really important part of our success in our business. Maybe it was because of your bodybuilding. Maybe. You're I like, think it's that and the vulnerability. <laughs> I think it that's was the, awesome. I think it that's was the vulnerability true. because and and I'm and you going out and getting feedback. Yeah. Is 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 such a is such a important thing because yeah. you actually you did the work to understand mm. who who was out there wanting more from you. Yeah. The through line, this is interesting, Des, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but the through line of all the people who listened to our podcast in the beginning and the majority of today is low self-worth. 
I had low self-worth. Alan had low self-worth. I don't think it's a, a coincidence that many of our community members have low self-worth as well. When you think about if I was very ego-driven and Alan was very ego-driven, we probably would have attracted more ego into our community. So I'm glad that I was where I was in the beginning because I've attracted and Alan has attracted an amazing community who I believe we can help at a really, really deep level because I've been there. I'm not trying to talk about stuff that I haven't dealt with. I, I mean, I'm trying to, to teach people how to overcome the stuff that I am still trying to overcome every mm -hmm. single day. I, I will always want that to be the, the through line is, yeah, we're successful and there's all these things and you know, 125 countries, 900 and some odd episodes, whatever it is. But I still have those days today where I wake up and I say like, I just don't, I'm not feeling it today. I don't know why I feel bad. I don't know why I feel empty. I just do not want to do this. And I try my best to push through and make as much progress as possible, but it's always challenging and it's okay if you're feeling challenged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I, I'm, a, I appreciate you acknowledging that part is that it's okay. This isn't like a, I'm working on self-development and now every day I wake up and go full mm. throttle and feel 100% exuberant about every single thing I do and every decision I make, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's really awesome days and then there's some crappy mm. ones too. It's, yeah. it's, you know, you just, but what I love about what you said is the awareness is the consciousness and i and so the hyper conscious is is it makes sense why that that was the foundation for how you've built to where you are today yeah. um so i'd love to ask you about habits because one of the one of the arcs in your story was around you know what you were doing kind of this rut um and and feeling those de that depression and anxiety but then mm. having an upswing to having a partnership building a business, having some lows and some highs, but what are some of the habits that you've, I mean, and even if they are things you're working on, like you said, it's still some, many things a work in progress that has helped you to manage and sustain through the fact that there will continue to be ups and downs. Mm. So this is what I'll say in the beginning of all this, the biggest difference between who you are today and who you want, want to become is what you do every day. It just, I know it sounds oversimplified, but it really is like your results are in direct reflection of what you do every day. It just, it just works that way. And I know it might seem oversimplified, but I always like to start with that. In the beginning, Des, I started very, very, very elementary, very, very simple. I would have a checklist in a notebook. And Alan's the one who came up with this system, so I cannot take credit for it. I will take credit for it because he's not here, but if he listens to this, he will know he created it. Um, I'd wake up and I would have five things I do every day. I would track my finances. I would track podcast listens. I would try to learn something new. I would, um, I don't even remember, like just very basic stuff, like weigh myself, track my calories. Just, I kind of broke things into health, wealth, and love. So I was kind of doing like two things under health, two things under wealth, and two things under love. And that's really where I started. But this is the thing, and I really want this point to land for people. I might be at the point now where I do 20 things a day, every day. I don't miss ever. I, I won't say ever. I very, very rarely miss. It's not because I'm more consistent than you. It's because I have more accountability than you. We have a 16-person team, and every single person on the team can see what Kevin does every day. And that has become part of my identity because I don't want to let people down. I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to let people down. Now, <laughs> luckily for me, the people pleasing tendency has actually helped me elevate because it's based on things that are going to help me in my future. But if you're out there and you're thinking, okay, I don't know what to do to improve my life. There's a certain level I can help you with here because it's based on specificity of what you're looking for. But let's do this. I want you to adopt two new habits under health, two new habits under wealth, two new habits under love. Okay. Health, track your calories and weigh yourself. I guarantee something will change. It has to because your inputs are changing. Wealth, track your finances every single day and do not make any unnecessary purchases. You do not need that $3.57 coffee. You don't need it. It's going to cost you a lot of money in the long run. And then love, maybe you are single and you don't have a partner. Um, you can do self-love. What's self-love to you? Taking a bath every night and positive affirmations. If you have a partner, play the gratitude game every night. 
These are three things I'm grateful for about you. That's what my, my partner and I do. And then you can leave little love notes around the house. And like, that's a completely different life. It might not seem that impressive or that pivoting, but those six inputs, if you do those for a year, I guarantee everything looks different. Your body, your bank account, and your relationships. They will because your inputs are changing. It just takes time. It just takes a, a long enough period of time. This is so awesome because you're, I mean, and, and this is, this is the thing about it sometimes is like this, the secrets to success and, you know, and, and the success tips and all of this, it's not overly complicated. Fundamentals. You're saying, you're, yeah. Fun, you're saying a few things. You're talking about intentionality. So you do have a plan of the things that you're focused on, on a daily basis. You're talking about tracking because the the hope is that where you were yesterday or a week ago is getting better incrementally because you keep on paying attention to it and you're talking about accountability mm -hmm. to yourself first and foremost because sometimes i think that's the hardest person to be accountable to mm -hmm. but to other people so in your case you have a 16 person team um maybe it's with your partner there's different ways that we show up with accountability but those are those are three things that we're all capable of. Yeah. And the accountability thing is this weird double-edged sword where it's like the one thing that will help you so much is also the one pain point because people are going to see you fail and nobody wants to be seen as a failure. But it's not about the moment-to-moment -moment failures. It's about the trend line of your progress. That's the thing is like, I do, okay, if I do 18 out of 20, 18 habits out of 20 habits, whatever percentage that is, probably 90. That's still way more than I was doing three years ago. And I think that human beings lose sight of progress. Mm -hmm. And Des, we're in an interesting industry where I can look back at episode one and I can say, my goodness, that is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Where if you're, <laughs> if you're out there and you don't have that kind of feedback, you're not able to recognize your progress. And if I said to you, give me three wins from this week, you might struggle to come up with them. You might say, well, I don't know. I don't really think I have any. If I said, give me three losses, you would be so quick. Yep, this, this, this. There's wins in there too. The problem is most of us are not measuring them or tracking them. And, and this is, I'll say this too. I understand that living life through a spreadsheet probably sounds like a giant pain in the butt. Yes, I had my aversions in the beginning, but it's not nearly as challenging as you think once you pick it up as a new habit. And while it seems like it's a concrete thing that's trapping you, it's actually creating a ton of freedom in your life when you start locking in and actually making progress towards the right things. Yeah. I do think there is something to be said for discipline and consistency, mm -hmm. you know, and then that is becomes a habit it's second nature. You're not really thinking about the logistics of it as much as you are the benefits and the impact yeah. that it's having on your life. Yeah. Oh, I think that's amazing. <laughs> Talk about today. Mm. Like, you know, when you're, because you're in a position where you're helping other people, you know, you've, you've done so much self-work and, and that's always a part of the journey is that's, that's a daily adoption, uh, just by nature of all the habits that you just outlined. Um, what is your purpose today and how do you serve, you know, the clients through next level university and, and the kinds of events and things, hopefully that can even expand now that we're opening things up. But, um, what, what's life for, for Kevin like today? Mm. <laughs> So Kevin, my purpose is still the same. I, I get my purpose from sitting on the edge of that hotel bed suicidal. My purpose is to be the person that I needed when I was at my lowest point. And it's cliche. And I think that's a lot of people's purposes, which I, I think, again, it's kind of a fundamental. Mm. And one of the deeper reasons and whatever you believe in, I think you can connect to this story. But Alan and I were both raised without fathers. We were both raised by women. We were both financially struggling when we were growing up. We both had life or death instances. Alan was in a car accident. I debated suicide at 26 or 27. There's a lot of, uh, you know, synchronicities between Alan and I's story. Alan and I want to bring self-improvement and personal development to the masses because if I had self-improvement in my childhood, in my parents, my family, my surroundings, I may not have gone through a lot of the things that I went through. Same for Alan. So I think that a lot of people 
ask like, well, how'd you guys grow the show and how do you make money? And it's like, you're asking the wrong questions. You're asking why, are, why are we doing it? That's the question because it's not about me. It's not about, it's not about anything other than helping people at a deep level, sometimes to a detriment, sometimes like staying up way later than I should doing text messages or whatever, you know, that's part of it too. But we serve our clients in a unique way, our community in a unique way, our audience in a unique way where we do seven episodes a week, not because we want to do seven episodes a week, not because it's more profitable or, you know, we do it because we want to help people every single day. And the way we built our business is, look, if you don't have money right now and you're Kevin in the beginning, seven episodes a week, I guarantee it's going to help. Well, we have a freebie. If you want to go to the next level, we have a course that's totally free. It's valuable. It's an hour and a half, 4K footage. Awesome. Maybe you can't afford one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching. Cool. Then we have one-on-one -on -one and retreats. And the way we serve our community and our audience is we try to help them where they are get to the next level. Not, I've never met you before. Pay $10,000 for this thing that might help you. I don't want to do that. You're not, you're not the right fit yet. I want to help you find the right fit for where you are. And sometimes that's just listening to the podcast for a couple of years. But I think that, I think that oftentimes businesses like us can do people um, disservices by trying to fit them in somewhere where they don't belong yet. And I want to make sure that people are getting the most value for the, for the best bang for their buck. And I think that's different. It's different than a lot of people. Well, and I, I, that I respect so much. And, and one of the things that I find challenging in the self development, self improvement space, being, being a coach, just like you having a podcast is the negative perception sometimes mm -hmm. that there's gimmicks and there's, you know, people that just like you said, pay this $10,000 for this program. And in 30 days, your life is going to change and you're going to make this money and you're going to get this relationship and it's going to be magnificent. And, and I'm not saying maybe, maybe there is that program. I mean, I haven't studied it enough to know if that's actually happening out there. And I would be weary <laughs> if that was mm. the truth, but life, life isn't like that. You are where you are and you need what you need at the time that you're there. And, and that is, that is different for every person, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, listening to a podcast sometimes is the beginning of something that could be life changing. That is what someone needs versus, you know, the other person that's like, I'm wanting to take extreme action and I need this one-on-one -on -one coaching to be able to really accelerate. And those are just two, two different stories and two different needs. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you're, you're talking about this and you're highlighting that in this community that not every program is this one size fits all. Yeah. None of them are, but they can't mm -hmm. be, I mean, they can't yeah. be because you're different than me. Who's different than Alan. Who's different than Des. Who's different than the people listening to this. I'll say this Des. one of the benefits slash detriments of doing as many episodes as we have is we've mm -hmm. seen true colors of human beings. You know, some of the quote unquote super successful people who don't have any ego, they do behind the scenes. They do more than most. Um, I have clients who've been ripped off $10,000 guaranteed stuff and they didn't get any of it. And I also get messages on LinkedIn of, hey, if you want to pay us X amount of dollars, we'll get you in this magazine. It's like the more successful you get, the more you realize how people actually got successful. Not all people, but some people. And I think it's honestly for us, it's reassuring. I mean, mm -hmm. my new quote is, in 10 years, you'll find out who is real and who is faking it. And it's the same for you if you're listening to this, right? Like, you know, if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, you 10 years from now, your life can look completely different. But you have to focus more on becoming the type of person. There's a lot of people who put time, energy, effort, money into looking successful. You can be successful without looking successful right? You can also look very successful without being successful. I would rather have the first one. And I know if you're out there, you probably would too, but that's a whole nother conversation about ego and uncertainty and all those things. But yeah, it's, you got to do the work at the end of the day. You got to do the work at the end of the day. And if you're willing to do the work, your life will look completely different. It will, it just will. It has to. Mm -hmm. But that is, that is a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Seven episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, we you love know. it. We love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Alan has another podcast. I just started a podcast about podcasts. 
I a go podcast on about podcast. Podcast, yeah, it's called amazing. Podcast Growth University. It's not out yet, but and then I go on like seven or eight other shows. So I podcast 20 something times a week. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like this is my dream. It's my yeah. dream come true. And when you find something and get to do that thing, if you're out there searching for it or maybe you found it, it's not like work. It's it's different. It's different and it's purpose driven. I am more inspired than I am afraid. I'm inspired to do this more than I'm afraid of you know, what happens if I don't do it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That is really cool. So I have to ask then what mm. is next? Oh man. Because you're, you're, I mean, what you're doing right now is, is incredible that the number of people you're helping and, and, and all of the work that you're doing around podcasting. So when you look ahead five years from now, what, what does that look like? That is a great question. Uh, so I always want to be honest, vulnerable, and transparent. A lot of what I'm doing is following the lead of Alan. Alan is the CEO. He's charting the course. I'm there to make sure that I'm knocking down the dominoes that are are supposed to be knocked down by me. What I will say is we are in development of an app. And I think in five years, that app will be one of the bigger apps there are. Uh, maybe not in five years, maybe like 10. But that'll be a big part of our business where we can help more people from their cell phones, you can, you'll have everything you need. You'll be able to track your habits, your finances, your weight. We'll be able to do book suggestions and course suggestions and YouTube videos. And it'll be like a, a Siri for self-improvement. And that's kind of what we're, we're aiming to get down the pipeline. I don't know anything about apps that's Alan's department. So, but I, I do think the, the real true mark of alignment is when somebody says, what does your future look like? It's an exponential version of your current. And that's, that's for me, but more podcasts, more clients, more speaking, more coaching, more consulting, and just more next levelness. That's the, that's the game we're playing. Next levelness. <laughs> that's a, that's a word. That's a word right there. I, I love that. Do you take your podcast on the road at all? Do we, you ever podcast outside of your town and, you know, yes. meet with people elsewhere? Yes. I went to England like five or six years. No, not five or six, probably three or four years ago, I brought all my equipment to England and I, I podcasted in England. We've podcasted in Florida, New Jersey. Again, I live in New Hampshire, Allen's in Massachusetts, Arizona, yeah. California. Yeah. So we'll pack up and if we're on the road and we're at a Brendan Burchard event, we'll send messages ahead of time and try to try to schedule it. We interviewed somebody at their mansion in California, um, their apartment on the PCH highway on, in Malibu. We've done a lot of interesting things. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. It's like a, more of a, of a live, you know, take, yeah. take people along with you on your, on the self-development mm. journeys, you know, so you obviously offer different things like events and, and things for people to tune into. So what are the kinds of events that you and Alan go to for self-development for your own inspiration? What are some of the big ones for you? We have done two Brendan Burchard events. One was Influencer Academy. The other was High Performance Academy. Uh, those are really interesting and they're, they're great to learn and they're great to meet people. We've done a couple of like private retreat type events and those were pretty impactful. But honestly, I think that, I think many people, how do I say this without sounding bad? Okay, our brand is heart-driven, but no BS. So heart-driven, I care enough about you no BS to tell you the actual truth. I think people go to events to feel good and they don't come home and take everything that they just learned and put it into their lives. So we've seen that a lot of the people we have met at events are just kind of there to feel like they're part of something, which I love. I appreciate that. For us, it's been more of like the behind the scenes coaching that we've had with very successful entrepreneurs. We worked with Dave Meltzer for a couple of years, Evan Carmichael, um, Nick Cavuto was a mentor of ours. So the event part is going to get you to a certain level. I would say, make sure it's vetted, make sure it's somebody that you care about deeply, that you trust and understand that at the end of the day, it's a business. So they're, they're going to try to make money somewhere in the event. But I had some really good experiences at events. Genuinely, awesome. Brendan Burchard yeah. was always our favorite. Yeah. And he's, he's got his own podcast yep. and he's crushing you know, so it. Yeah, he's yep. totally crushing it. 
what does coaching and mentorship look like to you? So besides the what you do for others, how do you stay on your P's and Q's and mm-hmm. and and having that vulnerability by getting, you know, mentorship or coaching from others? What does that look like in your life? That's actually kind of something we haven't been doing a lot of lately. And the reason behind it is it's really hard to find a mentor who has done what you've done when you're trying to do something that may never have been in this weird way. And I I don't mean any ego by that, right? It's just like most of our mentors said, hey, don't be business partners. It's a terrible idea. It's like, no, it's not. Alan and I are going to be fine. We're going to be fine. I'm not worried about that at all. I I don't ever worry about that. So there's two of us. We've done a thousand episodes. We both work 12 hours a day. We're willing to grind our faces off. We're focused on emotional intelligence and, and our relationships, our bodies. So it's candidly, it's been pretty challenging for us to stay with mentors for a long period of time because most Mm -hmm. mentors are trying to play for something different. Um, what it means to me is action. I am a very action driven human being. So when somebody tells me to do something, I'll do it almost immediately if I think it'll be worth it. So I work really well with mentors from that capacity where Alan's charting the course. There's, you know, there's not a lot of awareness he doesn't have about what we're going to be doing. He's just very gifted and he's, he's just a genius with when it comes to that. So Mm -hmm. it, to me, it means action. It means finding somebody who has the results that you desire to have. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it most of all means integrity. The closer you get to somebody, the closer you get to their truth. So if, if Des and I log off of here and she says, Hey, I want to hang out and talk for an hour. That's an hour for me to slip up and not be somebody that I claim to be. But if we get to the end of that hour and I'm the same person I was before and now Des and I will be closer because the closer you get to somebody, the closer you get to the truth of them. And I think that's the level of relationship we're all playing for. So it it has to do with the integrity. Who are you behind the scenes? I care more about that than I do really now more than ever than what results you can bring me. Yeah. And then, and and people are, you know, always say like, you know, who somebody is when, when nobody's looking, Mm -hmm. right. It's like when, when it is behind the scenes and it's not on stage and it's not being recorded and, you know, you, it's not what's on social media. It's all of, all of the, like you said, heart driven things. And that's usually off stage. Mm. Because that's the vulnerability. That's the one-on-one. That's the those those private, intimate, really deep conversations that you can you can engage with. Yeah. But I, you know, I love what you said about mentorship too, because I think it's also something I've experienced where it it evolves mm. because you evolve, and so you're 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 constantly on a journey to determine what that looks like, yeah. and. Um, you know, like I'm in a mastermind that I've been in for over two years now, and that's a certain set of individuals, you know, that I have in in a, in a self-development space and goal-oriented and like I have a performance coach and, you know, I have kind of informal mentors, but probably three years from now, that yeah. circle will evolve and, and look different. There will be some maybe added or taken away or expanded. But I do think it's it's a con- constant or consistent thing to ask yourself. And it's it makes sense that it changes as you change and grow. Yeah, it's the question is at what rate do I want to grow? And is at what rate is the environment growing around me? We We did an interview with somebody, I don't know, in the maybe 100 episode range, like early 100s. And we tried to have that person back on for like 650. And when they logged on, I could tell that they were like, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, these kids weren't messing around when they said they were going to like continue this because we have a custom studio and this person like showed up in a closet. Nothing wrong with showing up in a closet, but it was very much like we said, hey, we need you to have like your laptop and your microphone. We can't do this on your cell phone. This is like, you know, we take this very seriously and we didn't end right. up having that person on. And again, nothing against that person, but it's, it's kind of clear that that person wants to grow, but maybe not at the same rate to the same level that we want to. And that's, mm-hmm. that's usually where relationships get too much contrast and the relationship becomes a little bit challenging because if think of it like a rubber band, if you grow to a level 10 and I'm at a six, 
you either slow down and wait for me to catch up. Either I grow to your level or the rubber band has to snap. It can be like that with mentors too. And it's okay. That's okay. It's not, it's, you're not supposed to stay with the same people for your entire life unless they're growing at the same exact rate you are. And then you can, but if you, if you have to distance yourself, that's par for the course. People, places, things, ideas, and feelings. Yeah. Alignment. 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 It's 100%. a big thing. And you, and you have to check in all the time mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, you're aligned and, and, and as time goes on there, that may, that may change. Um, but I do, I do want to come back to self-worth because you, you mentioned that as one of the core, that is a core avatar for you, mm-hmm. you know, those that are, that are facing that, you know, what would you say to someone who's listening right now that is struggling with self-worth? What are some of those things that maybe you even had to tell yourself? The, the first thing I would say is, and we're talking about worth. And when I think worth, I think price. Somebody else set the price of your worth and you don't even know it. And same for me. I think of it this way, Des. I think of it as when you're a child, when you're young, you are planted in soil. Oftentimes that soil is not good. It's toxic and you have no control over it. And then you're 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road and you're wondering why you're getting the results that you're getting even though you've learned so much and you focused on growth and you focused on learning and you're focusing on habits, the problem is you're pouring all of this nutritious soil on what is toxic soil. So the problem is these nutritious tidbits of information or habits, they're not getting to the root of who you are as a human being because your identity is riddled with lack of self-worth. And you really have to go back into your past and dig into the seed of who you are as a human being and think about it. If you were told when you were younger, you're not good enough, smart enough, tall enough, fast enough, pretty enough, a good enough speaker, whatever it is, recognize that you probably started attracting people in your life who treated you the same way. And then you thought to yourself, why is this happening? I, I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. It's because that's the, the paradigm that you believe you belong in subconsciously. And that keeps happening and it keeps happening and it keeps happening because at some point, unconscious, subconscious level, you believe that's what you deserve. Unfortunately, I was the same way. I was the same way until somebody comes in and says, Hey, why is it that way? Why can't you be a speaker? Why aren't you pretty enough? Why aren't you smart enough? Well, this person told me, ah, interesting. Okay. Why else? Well, I had these relationships that came up throughout the years. Okay. Do you think it has anything to do with the first person who said that to you? Maybe. And then you keep digging, you keep digging, you keep digging. The one thing about self-improvement and personal development is it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of you sitting by yourself learning. The one thing I can't do for you, and it's really hard to write a book on, is unlearning. If you really want to get to the root cause of your low self-esteem, low self-worth, whatever it may be, you have to get to the point where you're unlearning why you are the way you are. And if on the opposite end, if you were told you're you're too good, you're way too smart, anything is possible, you're going to be a rock star, your life probably looked completely different. And that might not be true either. That might not be true either. That's just the paradigm that you end up putting yourself in. I just believe at the end of the day, we really become what our environment creates us from. And until you check in on how you were created in that environment, things are going to seem like they don't make sense. So it is, it's the hyper-conscious self-awareness. You have to ask yourself why, and you have to understand that your past is getting the results that you have in your present. And if you want to change your future, you have to go back to the past. And that's one of the most challenging things in the world, but it's also one of the most rewarding things in the world. And it's only something you can do. You got to do it by yourself. And you can obviously you know, have people help you, but it is the inner work that you have to do. And you will be glad you did it. Not in the moment, but eventually, <laughs> eventually. Yeah. And that is the biggest commitment that you can make yeah. is the investment that you make in yourself, mm. you know, and that self-discovery, that exploration is, it, it teaches you so much about your habits, your patterns, your behaviors, your traps, the things that you, you know, you fall victim to over and over again because you haven't actually addressed the root causes of, of how you keep getting to that same place, that same kind of relationship, that same block that's preventing you from moving forward. So 
So I, and I appreciate that you're so honest about the fact that as much as people tell you, maybe you're not good enough. There's, there's maybe some that went in the opposite direction. For sure. That's like when I watched, you know, I, I don't watch it now too much, but like when those singing shows first came out, mm. like American Idol mm -hmm. and somebody would go on and I'd be like, Nobody told you that this wasn't a good idea. Yeah, it's that's just as common is nobody is accurate. Nobody yeah. is accurate with their self-esteem, their self-worth. There nobody's accurate. Some people are over, some people are under. The drastic majority of people I've spoken to have been under. Yes. And okay. you need to lift them up and somebody who's over, they need to be humbled. And that is why as you said in the beginning, action is so important. Action is the cure all. It is. Yeah. Action is the cure all. Yeah. That is, it really is. And I, I believe that, you know, I mean, every episode that I do, I always say, you are your only limit. So take action mm -hmm. because that is that you are the, the person that's either going to block or accelerate, you know, the movement that, that you, that you do today. Um, I want to take a few minutes to ask you some questions that'll help people get to know you better, Please. Kevin. Please. So my first one is what makes you unbreakable what makes me unbreakable i have mm -hmm. a tattoo on my arm that says never quit and i'm the never quit kid on instagram that's kind of part of my part of my identity but i never was the smartest i never was the strongest i wasn't always the best or the fastest but what i could do was i could handle more pain than other people that's just always been part of my thing is I might not be able to hit a home run here, but I will lay out and break myself to catch this ball or whatever. So what I lacked in talent and skill, I made up for in resilience and perseverance. And I think that goes hand in hand with being unbreakable. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I love that. Never quit. Never quit. Kevin, what is a self-limiting belief that you have had to overcome? Hmm. Uh, I cannot be the CFO of a future billion dollar company because I didn't go to college and all, you know, Microsoft, Airbnb, Google, they all went to college and they were all really, really smart. So that's something that I am still dealing with to this day. Wow. Yeah. Th thank you for being so honest about that. I, I do think that one of the, the universal things that we face as we're going on our journeys is this, this accolades thing of if I didn't fill in the blank, like other person who's done something similar to what I'm doing, am I really capable of doing this mm -hmm. thing? That's a real, that's a real thing. Um, totally. On the other side of that, what's a superpower? Like what's something that you're really good at that you're so proud of? You're like, yeah, I got my signature all over that. <laughs> I would say consistency. Uh, you know, again, there's reasons why, but I I do 20 things a day every day, Monday through Sunday, and I very very rarely miss unless I decide to. So, consistency is one of my superpowers for sure. Yeah. You you have that consciousness. I love mm, that. Well, ever since you made that decision, you know, of like hyper consciousness, it it has stuck with you. 100%. That that, that rings totally true. 100%. What about a bucket list? Oh my goodness. Something on your bucket list. Something on my bucket list. Okay, it's going to be a little different, might sound cliché. Ever since I was young, I always wanted to either around Christmas time or Thanksgiving go to the mall, go to the grocery store, the supermarket, whatever it is, and buy people's Thanksgiving dinners or Christmas presents. When they're in the checkout line, just say, "Hey, I got this." Uh, that's always been a thing for me. I want to be very wealthy. It's not just because I want the money. It's because I know what the money can do for other people. So that is one of my things for sure. And then I would say the other one is sit front row at a UFC fight. I'm a big mixed martial arts fan. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, so when you do that, we can have a we can have a visit because there's there's a high likelihood that if if or when you do that when I will say when because when. I know that you are <laughs> one of those people that commit to the things that you that you say and put out there in the universe, um, that this is a place that that could happen. Consider it done. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that is so cool. And and just that you know I I do want to just make a comment about 
service mm. because that's that's something that I think is is so such a part of of growth and self development that um, is not always talked about you know as much this this giving this giving back and part of growth being uh, somebody who does in the community mm. things for good and and doesn't expect something in return yeah. you know you talking about standing in line and and doing something for someone i mean that's just from the goodness of your heart and is making an impact right there and it's not about you you know mm. someone turning around and having to to do something back for you so I that's that's that. that's so that's so awesome kevin if you had to give one last piece of advice to anybody who's listening right now what would it be oh man I would say don't ever be afraid to say what you really want because your reality becomes the parts of your imagination you hold on to the longest. I did an episode when I was by myself, the Hyperconscious Podcast. It was called Chase Your Effing Dreams. It was episode number seven. And I said, I want to wake up when I want. I want to interview awesome people. I want to go to the gym when I want. I want to spend time with my friends and family and my, my partners, my relationships. And I want to be my own boss. And here we are, however many episodes and years later, and that is my reality. Now, again, I still have days where it rains and it pours and it floods and it's challenging. Um, but at this, this was my dream life. And yeah. it's one of the big reasons is because I never lost sight of it. I just, even if it seems impossible, it's less impossible if you're thinking about it. Yeah. And that's what I would say. Hang on to your imagination. That's, that's what makes you different anyway. Yeah. Your thought, your thoughts become your actions and be, your actions do become your reality. Mm -hmm. it, it is that simple. Although the act of getting there is probably feels a lot harder than <laughs> that, but, but in actuality, it is that simple. Kevin, where, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Keep up with what you're doing. We always say, come listen to the, the podcast after you listen to Des for the day. You can come come see us. We'll be there too. And uh, you can reach out to me at Never Quit Kid on Instagram. I get back to all my DMs. I will send you a video of me with your name and just saying, hey. And um, you can check out our website as well, nextleveluniverse.com. But Instagram is the best place to get a hold of me. And I'm happy to answer any DMs, any questions, comments, concerns. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. This, this has been so tremendous. And, and your vulnerability truly you know in in my connection with both you and alan that is one of the things that i admire about the both of you so much it's it's not a facade it's very genuine you're very raw in saying the kinds of things that you've been through and and genuine in saying the things that you're working on i appreciate so, that very much more than you know more than you know that's the ultimate compliment for for alan and i so i appreciate that very much thank you for coming on today it's of been course. a blast the pleasure was mine Episode 88 is in the bank. Wow. It's amazing. I, I can't even tell you sometimes. It's surreal doing this podcast work. And I'm just so inspired from Kevin uh, because he's been at this for longer with hundreds, um, like thousand episodes, I think he said. Um, you know, and, and between my two podcasts, I've, I've met 88 here and 69 with the with the previous one, Bliss Beyond Fear. And it's, it's wild. It's a journey. The people that I've met are out of this world. All of the books that I have received from amazing people around the world and just the content, the quality, the richness, the power of the information that comes from these conversations. I truly hope that you took away some great advice from Kevin. I, I certainly did. I certainly did. And I, I love the, the way that he does the consistent habits. It's stellar and that's that's something that I always feel like I'm working on in some way and I, I feel really strong on some weeks and then other weeks I'm like, did I even track anything that's going on? Um, you know, when he talked about the health, wealth and love, what a great start. I think that's great advice when you when you think about your health, starting with your weight, your calories, with your your wealth, 
tracking your finances? Like, do you look at your finances every day? Be real, be real. Do you know how much is coming in, how much is going out, all the sources of where you get income and all the things that you're spending your money on? Do you think that if you paid attention to it, you might make some changes? I would say yes. I would say yes. That is great, great advice. And love, come on. Can we not do better at that? And it's not just love in terms of um, an intimate partnership that you have. It's love in the world, how you're showing up, your friends, your family, the community, even strangers, the agape love, you showing up and being a person that is loving and emanating that into the world. What does that look like? I love that. So anyhow, there's about a dozen other things that I could say, but I'm going to leave it there. Uh, Definitely go out to Next Level Universe. Uh, .com and check out Alan and Kevin. They're incredible. Uh, Follow them. All the links that are pertinent will be in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in. Remember that you are your only limit. So take action today. I do think that Kevin would agree with me in that statement. If you haven't already, follow, subscribe to the podcast, share it with somebody that might need this inspiration today. It goes a long way. This could be the gift that somebody needs today to get them on fire and working towards the best version of themselves. And hey, take an extra 60 seconds and rate and review the show. It would mean so much to me. Thank you. You're the best. I'll see you next time. Take care.